Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's the best friends forever. Best friends forever. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Yo, this is the fantasy best friends forever here on the fantasy sports radio network alongside frankie stanfield i am greg sussman frankie what's going on buddy frankie wacky wild fun week 14 depends on you know which side of the uh amari cooper coin you were on but man crazy crazy week from the the miracle in miami or whatever you want to call it Kenyon drake what do you know all he, needs is, uh, all he needs is to be part of some crazy lateral play in order to meet his fantasy value from that. Patrick Mahomes, no-look pass. Not just a no-look pass, like down the field, fourth down. I mean, that game was ridiculous. A lot of crazy games, a lot of huge performances, a lot of dud performances that we'll get into, Greggy. Um, but how was your weekend? How was your fantasy Sunday? My fantasy, well, that's two, two different questions. But um, my... Uh, basically, how was your Sunday? The, okay, fair enough. Uh, my Sunday, man, it was a roller coaster ride. It was a roller coaster ride. So we were meeting with the rabbi, like for the wet, for our future weddings. We were in Philly, so we were meeting with a rabbi, and that meeting was supposed to be twelve to twelve thirty. No big deal. Okay. Of course, you know he he's late, so it started at twelve fifteen. It went from twelve fifteen to one o'clock, or really twelve fifteen to one fifteen. I was like, this is ridiculous. So we get back to Judy's house, and she's like, just do whatever you have to do. So I got the Giants on the big TV. I got Red Zone on the laptop. I'm okay. setting up. I'm usually right? the reverse, but okay. So I'm 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 just I'm just setting up. They don't have red zone at our house, so I couldn't be the reverse. All right. Okay. So Makes uh, sense. so I'm I'm setting up. I'm, I'm looking at what I missed. I'm like, all right, cool. Cameron Great touchdown. Nice. Um, my opponent in my home league, like he got a touchdown from somebody. I got a Devante Adams touchdown. I was like, all right. So like, pretty even right now. But I'm like, I feel okay. Trading blows. I, I I feel okay. Next thing you know, Saquon boom, Saquon boom. I'm like, things are going well. He's going well. Andrew Luck had a really nice second half, and I'm like, I'm feeling really good. Feeling really good. And then right before the I, – I, so I got to give Scotty credit. Like I used to kill Scott when he's like, I don't look King. at my – When I don't look at my matchup until 7 o'clock, I don't look at my matchup. I try not to look at my matchup until 4 o'clock. And like, I know what's going on. I know who my opponent has. I don't know how you do that, dude. I have like eight tabs open with every live right. scoring that I look at – so I know who my opponent has, like, inherently, <laughs> but I don't look at the matchup because I don't want to, like, be down or up. You know, I just don't want to... Yeah, it's like a superstitious thing. I get it. Exactly. So I try to not do it to, like, the 4 o'clock games. That's, like, my, my thing. So the, four, the, the 4 5 games kick off, and I have a lot of points. I have, like, 90 points or something like that. I'm projected for, I believe at the time, like, 133. I'm like, that's, that's pretty good. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. My opponent, though, was projected for, like, 134 or like something like that, or, like, 130. I was like, wow, that's close. I'm playing Jeff, actually. Jeff, yeah. the Jet fan. Jeff, the Jet fan. And I'm like, oh, man, like, this is, this great, is really great, close. Great Jet game, by the way. Uh, it was. Yeah, yeah. I go, this is, 
This you is you're really, wearing your jet screen today? I am, exactly. This is really close. Next thing I know, I'm just looking at my I'm looking at my phone. I have I have reds on the computer, so it's a little delayed than the one on the TV. So I look at my phone, and all of a sudden Kenny Drake goes from three points to fourteen point two. And I was like, what? And then I'm watching the Chargers game up on um not Chargers game, the Chiefs game on, on my TV. And they go, You're not gonna believe what just happened in the Dolphins game. I'm like, what happened? What happened? Like, you know what? We're just gonna show it to you right now. So they show it on the TV before Red Zone shows it. And I'm just like losing my mind, you know, losing control. And like, this is great. So now I'm projected for 146 points, and he's at 130. I'm like, okay, this is good. I'm feeling good. So then we eat dinner. We had an early dinner because I had to come back from Philly. So we get on a, the train is at a 657 train. Now I'm watching Red Zone on my phone, so I have it. Yep. But again, the end of the uh, West Coast games. Right. The end of the four o'clock games, not the West Coast games. The end of the four o'clock games. Those are the West Coast games, no? Normally. Not, not, not always, but okay. fine, yeah. So end of, the four, end of the 4 o'clock games. And I'm watching on my phone. And the Detroit, the Detroit defense, who was great yesterday, scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was a point where this dickhead texted me, congrats. <laughs> Up, and, and at that time... And everything uh, flipped the script. And at that time, Big Ben was out. He had Big Ben, and he had Juju. And I'm like, okay. All right. I hate when people do that. Uh huh. I hate when people uh-huh. do that. Yeah, Big Ben, Juju, Philip Lindsay, like his entire team was going at that time. And there's people, who, I, and you know who you are. If you do that, like if you're losing in a matchup and you think you're going to lose and you text the opponent, congrats on your win, that's just like. Uh-huh. So in one so of my, annoying. so my, in one of my other, my other league, the one with Max, like the reverse jinx is like a bit that everybody does. Okay. Like everybody does it. But this league, like, I think he was actually texting me, like, congrats. Like, Hoping, but like Ben was out, like he had no shot. Mm-hmm. And I'm just watching, oh my God, more Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs couldn't do anything. No. So I'm feeling great. And then the freaking Raiders go down and score, and it's the, they just don't score at all. I feel great. Well, whatever. So I go down and score. Ben, of course, comes back, throws a touchdown to Juju. I'm just like, oh my God, here we go. Here we freaking go. But my kicker was like, Badgley, he just keeps kicking field goals. And like, this is awesome. So I was up like six points at the time, right? The freaking Raiders score on fourth down and Derek Carrier. And then they do all this stupid lateral plays to Juju. And next thing I know, going into Sunday night football, I am up a tenth of a point. I have Robert Woods, and he has Josh Reynolds and Sebastian Janikowski. And I'm up one tenth of a point going into Sunday night football. I'm like, all right, you know what? I have Robert Woods. I have the best receiver on this team, maybe outside of Brandon Cooks. Like, I, I feel fine, you know? Like, I know he's going to get the ball. And he did. He did. Seven for 61. Like, he almost, almost a standard Robert Woods outing. Very standard. Josh Reynolds finished with three for 36. I am up 4.9 points going into tonight against Sebastian Janikowski. And I'm like, listen, if Woods scores a touchdown, it's over. Of course, kickers don't have marginal scoring, or uh, right? So if I would have gotten five, if I would be up five points out of 4.9, one yard, that's a yeah. huge, one field goal and one extra huge point. Yep. difference when it comes kicking. Now in my league... Do you get bonuses for 50 plus? The opposite of everything. So kicking scoring in my league is all minimalized. So extra points are a point, right? Yep. All field goals are worth two points up until 50, where it's worth three points. So a 49-yard field goal is only two points. 
I could allow four points for the kicker tonight to win. We need touchdowns, Ross. Just touchdowns. Nothing else. Get in the end zone, please. Well, good thing you're playing uh, against one of the most efficient offenses, right? Like, he throws 20 times a game, but he has, like, three touchdowns every single time. Correct. So you just need the Seahawks to just continue on. And they get two-point conversions. Would be great. Would be nice. It's a tougher, tougher defense against Minnesota, where you know in the red zone things could tighten up. So I'm just sitting here, like, oh my god. And that that was the story, like my home league. That was like my back and forth story all day. Flex, I was basically winning from beginning to end. So much so that Jake texted me, being like, "Why do my your players always show up against me?" Oh yeah, you crushed him. Crushed him. I think my best week of the year. Yeah. Wait, what's that, Greg? You're you're advancing? Yeah, in, in an in industry, industry league. league. Yeah. Well, you're inv- you're advancing in an industry league. One that I don't co-own oh. with anybody, for the record. Getting pretty close to closing the deal here, Greg. I'm doing my thing. Yeah. Next week's a little bit tougher, but yeah. <laughs> you know, Saquon Barkley is special. Uh, he's. Do you think he's the number two overall? I was pick thinking next about year? this. I was thinking about this. It's him versus Zeke, right? That's what it has to be for number two next. Junie's dad asked me that. Who I'd rather have, Zeke or Barkley? I, I you know I think like schedule will come into play. Maybe the schedule's like, the same of the two games. Yeah, it's true. I think, like, maybe you lean a little bit with the youth, but, like, Zeke is still super no, young, too. So I'm only leaning towards Barkley because of the pass catching, because he can do that also. But here's the thing, right? Yeah, I tweeted about this yesterday. Drink. Zeke has 65 receptions. <laughs> I did not that. know that. Think about that. He was targeted 13 times yesterday. Oh, my God. At 12 receptions. That's insane. Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. He posted career highs yesterday. Of course, of course. In both targets and receptions. He's now on pace for 80 receptions, Greg. This is a guy who, a year ago... We were wondering whether or not he gets 40. He gets 45 passes. Now he's on pace for 80 and nearly 100 targets as well. So, and I know his, uh, Adam Levitan uh, does great work. Follow him on Twitter. He tweeted this out that since Amari Cooper has joined the Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott is averaging 10 more PPR fantasy points per game. So obviously, look, we'll get into Amari Cooper. And, you know, for everyone who is uh, for bashing the Cowboys for giving up the first round pick, look, as long as, if they make the playoffs, it was worth it by itself there. But based on what he's doing, how he's can completely transformed, you know, I had a little bit of fun last night. I tweeted out about, you know, what he's done in six games and what, like, his 16-game pace would be based on what he's doing. It's over 100 receptions. It's, you know, close to 1,700 yards. It's 16 touchdowns. He's averaging a touchdown per game. Yes, he had three yesterday, but, man, Amari Cooper, phenomenal. Great job. You know, you got to give credit where it's due. Great job to, to Jerry Jones and the Cowboys pulling the trigger on that. A lot of people were critical of the Cowboys for giving up a first-round pick, but Amari Cooper out here ruining some people's fantasy seasons and helping others win fantasy championships. So, great job by the Cowboys and Amari Cooper. Yeah, the Cowboys last night in overtime against Philly. They put up, I'll give the Philly credit, right? They bent and didn't break, and they did score that touchdown with Dallas Goddard. It didn't count. Um, did you see the total team stats, though? I did. I did. The Cowboys doubled the yardage that the Eagles put up, put up. Not only that, they doubled the time of possession. The obvious big difference was, you know, the Cowboys turned the ball over a ton. I think Dak had two interceptions. I believe he had a fumble loss as well. So uh, that's the difference in the game. But, like, it's crazy to see how you can dominate time of possession and dominate yardage, and a game could still be so close in the NFL just based on the, the turnover differential, which was the difference yesterday between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Uh, the Eagles did fight. Um... You know, there were huge, there were a lot of duds yesterday. Greg. Like, we'll talk about some of these guys, but like yeah, Todd Gurley let a lot of people down. Yeah, Antonio Brown, people, Cam a lot Newton. Of people in that game. Cam Newton, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard. I'm, yeah. At some point, I'm wondering to myself, is Zach Ertz hurt? 
Because Dallas Goddard is catching all these balls. He nearly had a second touchdown, which... Should have Fugazi, had a second touchdown. That was a Fugazi call, too. Very much so. He didn't, do any, he didn't even have his arms out. Yeah, that, yeah. Should, have been, that should have been a second touchdown. Um, but I did want to redo this. I don't know if you saw this, Greg, yesterday. It, it was a quote after the game. It was from uh, RJ Ochoa on Twitter between Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott. This is from Amari Cooper. It's interesting because I actually had another stop route on that play. This is one of the long 75-yard touchdowns he had. And they were, if you were watching really sitting on those stop routes. And I was like, this is ridiculous. So when I broke the huddle, I was kind of mad. And I was like, Dak, come on. And he was just like, just run it, bro. And I guess he thought about it again, and he kind of signaled a go route. And I was elated when he did that, and I took off and caught the ball and scored. So basically going against all the play calling that Scott Linehan and the Cowboys had set up yesterday. And it's just awesome when you could see two young players like that saying like, I see what a defense is doing. I know I can burn this guy. Trust me. And then Dak putting his faith in Amari Cooper and vice versa, and, and it paying off huge time. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely awesome for Amari Cooper owners, and I wrote him off for dead. We laughed the first-round pick, as you said, Frank, and it's been worth it. It completely changed the offense. And again, they, they have changed the offense in general, right? Like, it's now exactly what it should be. Zeke, 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 and Amari. And then Amari. I mean, this was the offense a couple of years ago, where it was Zeke, 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 Dez. Now it's Zeke, 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 Amari. And it's well worth and it. And there was also Witten back then, too. So now That's there's true. no Witten. That's it's great just point. Amari, and it's just Zeke. That's and it. now, going into next year, where is Amari Cooper going to be valued? Because I'm sorry, I have no, to think no, about this. No, no, it's serious, this. though. No, because I thought about this, too, on the ride in today. I'm like, he's going to be a second-round pick. Yeah, Amari Cooper is going to be I'm a second-round pick next year. I'm not doing that. You say I'm that not, now, Greg. I'm, I'm, I will say that now. You I will sat, say that later. I'll say that in that chair last year and said, I'm not doing the Julio Jones thing. I'm not doing the Amari Cooper I'm not doing the Amari Cooper I'm thing. I'm just saying. Not the second round. I didn't, I didn't say I wouldn't do it. Not the second round, I won't. I, I think he'll be a second round pick. Really? So where's the guy, so where does, let's get to the Rams because there's that huge heartbreak like you yeah. said. Um, so where do guys like Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods go if you're putting Amari Cooper in the second round? Well, the, the biggest difference is that Amari Cooper is one. I understand. His receiving game. But it's an whereas, offense that just wants to run the ball. The, yes, but it's still like he's, you see what the targets he's doing. Definitely. What definitely. he's making of those targets is just like he doesn't have anyone to compete with in terms of targets. Well, outside of Ezekiel Elliott now, who's getting 13 targets. But, I, you know, I would I think most people next year, especially given the Cowboys, like we see inflation in their, uh, in, their, in their betting spreads and their lines because they're America's team. People are going to gravitate towards Amari Cooper, see what he did, especially depending on what he does to close out the season. Sure. And they're going to draft Amari Cooper over both Rams wide receivers. Would you do that? It's kind of hard to say right now. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, a lot of things are going to change. Um, I mean, as of right now... Probably would. I probably would take a Mark Cooper because he's a league winner. He's a, he's a guy who can win you. And so thing, are the other but, two. But are they though? Yes. Like Robert Woods. It, this comes down to what kind of drafter you are. Yep. It's going to be Robert Woods. If you look at his game log, has had sixty plus yards in every single game except for Week One this year. He's been incredibly consistent. Mm-hmm. He's right around you know sixty to eighty yards, and if he gets you a touchdown, then mm-hmm. he ends up being that high end wide receiver two that week. Sure. Brandon Cooks. He's been solid as well for this team. Yep. But. I just think what Amari Cooper's showing right now is not only does he have huge upside to win you fantasy matchups, he's had a safe floor too, Greg. Yes, It's not like he's giving you these these Oakland Raiders, all right, he's going to give you a 30-yard performance here, but then you get what you got yesterday too. No, he's been around like, his floor is 75 yards. That's pretty much what he's been at. So, as of right now, it's very early. With the Rams yesterday, they go into Chicago, and all I heard was about the the damn weather. Like, weather this, weather that. Like, got it, it's cold. But like... I didn't think Sean McVay called a very good game yesterday. Like, I know we love, everybody loves Sean McVay, and that's fine. I do, too. He did not coach a good game yesterday at all. 
So you have to put some of the blame on Jared Goff as well, without question. Yep. But I'm sure Corey's going to get into that too. But in the, the bus driver in the fourth quarter in particular, Todd Gurley was picking up chunks of yards, and they stopped going to him. They just didn't use him. They didn't use him. And I understand. And I understand he was getting stopped early on at the line. Greg, he had but, 11 carries. But there were times in that late third, early fourth quarter, he was picking up chunks of yards. It was like, here we go. Here we go. There's too many times where Sean McVay falls in love with a play action that doesn't work if you're not running the ball. And obviously, last night, Jared Goff had no feel whatsoever for the ball. I mean, he missed wide open receivers, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Josh Reynolds, multiple times. And that's when you have to utilize your Pro Bowl, All-Star, All-Pro, whatever, all-everything, all-world, Todd Gurley, and utilize the speed of Brandon Cooks with that quick outside, uh, outside screen. Utilize those jet sweeps you use all season long. He didn't call one of them last night. Now, he faked it with Robert Woods like four different times, but he didn't call one of them. Yeah. That's when you have to utilize that, when Jared Goff has no feel, and you saw it over and over and over again last, again, last, again, last night. Last night, last night that Goff had nothing. Bears outplayed them. They deserve to win. But Sean McVay did not coach his best game yesterday. It looked like he got inside his own head a little bit. I agree. Like he was thinking about it too much. Greg, in my home league, we've talked about it all year. The little engine that could. Still, co- still is, going? Is still roaring, Love Greg. It. I had Kenyon Drake in the lineup as well. As of now, I'm down 12. My Kirk Cousins versus his Steph Diggs. I don't feel great. But if Diggs doesn't score a touchdown, I have a chance. Taking a break. We'll be back. Coming up next on the BFS. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizer is now available. That means you can use the same tools and projections that DailyRoto.com NFL premium subscribers are using to win each week for NBA DFS contests. DailyRoto.com has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners and millions more in cumulative prizes. If you're playing DFS and you aren't using the DailyRoto tools, projections, and optimizers, you're doing it wrong, and you're at a competitive disadvantage. Head on over to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, and enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. That's DailyRoto.com, Go Premium, enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. All right, Frank, um, where to next, man? Where to next? Well, I think we just kind of put a bow on the Rams and Bears game. Sure. We, were, we talked a lot last week, and I got some tweets about this, about the Bears defense and whether or not you should use them against the Rams. It's not the Bears defense against anybody, especially when they're at home. They are the best defense by far this fantasy season. And with like, that think, being said, they're going to be the defense that's overdrafted next year. So, again, to be, to be fair, right, like, good spot for them. It was a cold, you know, a cold night. They had a bad loss to the Giants last week. Like, it kind of all added up for a good night for them. But it was the best offense in the NFL, or one of the two best offenses in the NFL, uh, and they took it to them all night long. And uh, to give you an update on my personal situation, Judy was, like, loving it. She went with her gut. She stuck with Chicago. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she put up, like, a billion points yesterday. So she was fine. Did I let her down with something that I told her to do? I think I told her to use Ingram. He, he played well. You did. So, you told, so her gut was Spencer Ware, and you told him Ingr- her Ingram. Uh, Ware had about five more points more than Ingram. 
Okay. But she was killing me over this because Ingram didn't have that touchdown until very late. Okay. When we were texting about it, you flew around. Absolutely. Around. So he didn't have that touchdown until late, and she was so angry. And then she was helping her mom with something, and boom, she had like three touchdowns in like a five-minute period. Like Aaron Jones had his touchdown. Mark Ingram had his touchdown. Um, and some, one of her other players like had a touchdown. Bang, bang, bang. So she was very, very pumped, and she made it on the Final Four. She does this thing that really bothers me, though. She's like, no matter what, it's been a great season. Like, no, what is wrong no, with you? No, no. no. No participation trophies. We're not doing that, Judy. It's bothering Play me. Play to win the game. Yeah. So the problem is next week she faces Todd Gurley, who, faces, who plays on the team that has Gurley and Mahomes on it. So that, that's an issue. <laughs> and it's oh, man, Mahomes, that's not a fantasy heartbreak. It's Mahomes on Thursday night. It's Gurley on Sunday night. I'm like, you are... Yeah, You're, this is bad. Yeah, the final Thursday night football game is the season. The the Chiefs and Chargers this Thursday. Obviously, we'll talk about that a lot as the season goes on. We'll have to talk to Doctor A about the the running back injuries because yesterday we saw Austin Eckler get hurt on the uh, that onside kick recovery, and I just saw uh, earlier today that his status for Thursday is already kind of in doubt. So if he can't go, and if Melvin Gordon can't go, if you picked up jo- uh, Justin Jackson, do not drop him yet because he might be the lone running back going up against the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Yeah, absolutely, and that's exactly where I wanted to head to next with the Chargers. we got to talk about all those, like, waiver wire running backs and well, basically how, what well, they did yesterday. Well, we will, we, we will for sure, but I wanted to get into both the Chargers and the Chiefs because a lot came out of that, right? So you had Austin Eckler get hurt on an onside kick, basically just get concussed. And you, you saw he's in concussion protocol. It's going to be very tough for him to get cleared by Thursday. Absolutely. It's just very tough. Will Melvin Gordon be healthy and ready to rock? I don't know, but... They may push him now because of this Austin Eckler injury, which is very scary. It's one of those must-win games on Thursday Night Football, so it's a very tough spot. Uh, we'll see what the Chargers ultimately seem to do. Uh, they win yesterday. Keenan Allen scores a touchdown. I obviously mentioned Mike Padgley uh, earlier, uh, but that's kind of the deal with the Chargers, uh, who were able to handle their business yesterday. It's a game Bengals team. Um, I did very poorly in bets, by the way. Um, with a game Bengals <laughs> team. What'd you, did you go 0-3? I went one and two. It was zero oh and two. I forget what my third bet was. I forgot what your third bet was too. So I remember my second. I mean, what bet I got was, right was the Giants. Right. Big blue. They came that through. Was, that uh, was never a question. With flying colors. Let me see here. I went. Oh no! I said the Chiefs minus six and a half, and I, I don't even want to say my third one, but it was bad. Uh, I had Carolina, which is a loss, and the Chargers a loss. You saved me from the uh, Colts were a winner. Right? The Panthers. Colts were a win. Yeah. All right. So we both went one and two. One and two. I'm still behind you by one. Yep. Uh, but for the Chargers, just from an actual NFL perspective, they're ten and three. The Chiefs are eleven and two. It's a huge game, obviously. They want to go out and try and win that game. But just from their perspective, if Melvin Gordon is not, is not 100%, how do you rush him out there? I don't know. It's just like you can't do that. You need this guy for the playoffs. Honestly, Especially I, when you have 10 days off I after that. I wouldn't play him until week 17. And even then, I would only give him like 10 to 15 touches. Just to like get his feet underneath him, you know, get him ready for the playoffs or whatever. You need... If you have any chance of making a run deep into the postseason, you need Melvin Gordon to be 100%. I'd be surprised. I know that I've said all along, Greg, that I, I, I think if he were to come back early, it would be this game against the Chiefs just because right. it's a marquee matchup. I get it. I don't think that he should play, but we'll see what happens. Again, Thursday night football, Chargers-Chiefs. Ten days off do the Chiefs, uh, Chargers and Chiefs both have after that one to get their players healthy, which brings me to Kansas City, where Tyreek Hill battled a foot injury all day yesterday. I mean, he was out there, played the entire game, left before halftime, came back, and he was in pain. I mean, he was just limping around the field all afternoon. And even though he caught that ridiculous no-look-over-across-your-body pass... He limped afterwards, and after the game, he says his foot's in real pain. 
I get an adrenaline and I get the pain-killing shot, whatever it took. I think he's in a rush to play on Thursday night. And you know they're already without Sammy Watkins. We may be starting Kelvin Benjamin and Chris Conley on Thursday night for the Kansas City Chiefs. Spencer Ware was banged up. We don't know what his status is going to be. Damian Williams scores two touchdowns on Sunday. A lot to take out on the Kansas City side of things as well. Yeah, and we often hear fantasy football, the NFL, the battle of attrition. Everyone talks about that, but honestly, if you're going to win your fantasy league, you're going to earn it this year because just based on how many players we lost a week ago, you know, playing without Melvin Gordon, losing A.J. Green, losing all these early round picks, and then now Tyreek Hill, who's, you know, been a... He's easily been a top five wide receiver all season long. You mentioned even a, whatever he was, 50, 60% Tyreek Hill, still better than what the, the Ravens had to offer yesterday. 14 targets, eight receptions, 139 yards. Uh, but you're right, Greg, if he can't go, uh, you're looking at the next man up. But like Chris Conley was targeted three times in this game. Demarcus Robinson was targeted seven times. Like, so if Tyreek Hill can't go, I just don't know if it's as easy as, all right, well, we'll like plug this guy in because... Patrick Mahomes, at least in this game, spread the ball around a lot. And while we're talking about spreading the ball around, you talk about their running back situation too because Spencer Ware performed well yesterday. 14, uh, 15 carries, 75 yards, 5 yards per carry against the Baltimore Ravens who you know, were in the, the bottom three in terms of like yards per carry and how many yards they allow overall to running backs. He also was targeted five times, caught all five of those. So 20 touches uh, up over you know, right around 100 and. 130 total yards. The problem was he was vultured two times by Damian Williams, which that running back by committee, unfortunately, rears its ugly head. Uh, Damian Williams had 12 touches, was not good on those touches on a per carry, a per you know reception basis, but did have the two touchdowns. But Spencer Ware looked way better in this game than Damian Williams did. Yeah, he did. He did. Um... And the Chargers just got lit up by uh, Joe Mixon yesterday, too, so... It looks like Spencer Ware is going to be in a good spot on Thursday night. Yeah, I agree. Listen, Spencer Ware, Spencer Ware Damian Williams, um, it was clear which one looked better. It was clear which one it's looked better. It's always clear. Like, how many times do teams have to do the Damian Williams thing, Greg? We did this last year. I, believe me, Kenyon I know. Drake was believe way me, better I, than him. I know. And the same thing, Adam Gase wouldn't give Kenyon Drake touches over Damian Williams. We're still in the same boat uh, in Miami, and now Damian Williams just finds his way onto another team uh, doing just enough to annoy fantasy owners. Because he scored the two touchdowns. Meanwhile, Spencer Ware looked way better in every single other facet of this game. Like, Damian Williams played more snaps yesterday, Greg. And I know Spencer Ware was banged up for a little bit of this game. But Damian Williams played 50% of the snaps. He was on the field more than any other running back. And then Spencer Ware played around 47% of the snaps. So, it's not an ideal snap share. But on a per-touch, per-carry basis, Spencer Ware was way better. No surprise. I agree agree with that. I agree with that. Um... So, with the Chiefs, with the Chargers, Thursday Night Football, we'll have more with that with Dr. Ray uh, when it come, when we talk to him later on this week. We know you're going to want to know about it, and we do too. So, you'll hear more about that then. But, Justin Jackson sucked, by the way. Justin Jackson did suck yesterday. He sucked. Yeah. He definitely, like... But you got to hold on to him. You have to hold you, on no, to him. No, you definitely have to hold on to him. But, I mean, there are going to be teams that are going home because they started Justin Jackson. And, you know, we told people to, but... I mean, based on the reports that we had and the way that everything was trending, like Austin Eckler had a terrible game the week before. Justin Jackson outplayed him. And then you get the report midweek from Anthony Lynn saying that Austin Eckler is wearing down, quote, wearing down. And then Justin Jackson uh, looks like he's in a good spot against the Cincinnati Bengals and just puts up an absolute dud here. Seven carries, 12 yards. Oh, great. He had two receptions for 23 yards. Terrible, terrible performance. This would be a good time. I want to get back in 
you know, you know I'll, I'll do this now. So one of the most popular questions we had was Spencer okay. Ware versus his opponent, Gus Bus, Gus Edwards. Mm-hmm. We're, the Gus, we're, we're Gus Edwards owners. Uh, it was a weird game. Uh, the defense was really good for Baltimore. Obviously, they, they fell apart at the very, very end. Uh, what did you think of, of Gus Edwards? Kenneth Dixon vultured him. Um, what did you think of the Ravens in general with Lamar Jackson at the quarterback position? I thought Lamar Jackson actually uh, performed pretty well. I know that he had uh, he had the fumble late in that game where you know the Ravens were driving. You know that's part of what Lamar Jackson needs to learn is like his blind side and having that internal clock when you know he's about to get smashed by the opposing team. But I thought he played well in, in terms of you know threw for two touchdowns. He rushed for seventy one yards. So Lamar Jackson did what you know he was a, he was a borderline QB twelve for me. Like he was a low end uh, QB one and a high end QB two, but. From the running back perspective, I mean, it's pretty much what it's been all season long. Like, you think you could trust a guy, and then it just comes out that, all right, well, they're going to ride the hot hand. And this is what teams are doing nowadays, and it's it's next to impossible to know what a team is going to do because it's it's very hot hand approach. We hear that word, that, that term a lot, and it's, it's super frustrating for fantasy owners because Gus Edwards, all right, he touches the ball 16 times, 16 carries, 67 yards, 4.2 yards per carry, that's fine. But then Ken Dixon starts, you know, stealing carries, and he's running well in those carries. Eight carries, 59 yards, 7.4 yards per carry. He had a touchdown. And, you know, he also, he had a reception in receiving it. He just looked better overall. And now, yesterday, Gus Edwards saw a a four-week low in terms of carries and snap percentage. So it's like, who are you going to trust going into next week when they have uh, a good matchup against Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Well, what we say, what we think is good, right? Because Alvin Kamara didn't do much yesterday. Nope. And, you know, the past couple of weeks, the Tampa Bay Bucks defense has, uh, has definitely stepped up. But just looking at the snap percentage, Gus Edwards, 43% of the snaps. Again, that was a four-week low since he kind of quasi took over being the starter here. Kenneth Dixon, 33% of the snaps. He's only played in two games. That was his highest snap percentage. So he's trending up. Gus Bus is trending down. And then Ty Montgomery, again, is doing just enough in the past game to kind of eliminate pass value, reception value for those other two running backs. So it's a mess. I think you got to kind of devalue, you got to devalue Gus Edwards. And I think you have to, you kind of got to raise your expectations for Kenneth Dixon. Dixon's probably more of, he's in the flex play discussion now. And Gus Edwards, because he still has seen at least 16 carries in every game, more of like a low end RB2 or, or high end flex option, more, more so than the high end RB2 that he thought he was heading into this it's unfortunate because the Ravens, you think, want to run the ball. They have Lamar Jackson, as Frankie said, and, and Gus Edwards seem to be the guy. You know, it's what it is, uh, ultimately, with Baltimore. But good game uh, with Kansas City. Over to Cincinnati, we spoke about the, the Chargers, side of, Chargers side of that. Joe Mixon was able to score a touchdown. Tyler Boyd yesterday. What did he do? Not great. Not great he was Bob. targeted six times. Uh, that was tied for a team lead with Joe Mixon, who also had six targets. And, you know, I've been clamoring for this. I, we need to see more Joe Mixon in the pass game. He needs to, you know, this six targets, that's what he should be at. He should be, his workload in this game, and I know it's a lot, but he needs to be in that Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, workhorse type of mold. That just needs to be the case. And you see that when he does get this much work, he can, what he can do. 26 carries, 111 yards, 4.3 yards per carry. That's even with Jeff Driscoll as the quarterback. He ran effectively all day long. He scored a touchdown as well. Five receptions, an additional 27 receiving yards. So, Joe Mixon, I thought was great. Still had him ranked inside my top 12. I know he hadn't been, he hadn't had huge upside the past couple of weeks. He wasn't scoring touchdowns. Uh, and the carries were, you know, it was 14 or less the past three or four weeks heading into this one. So, it's surprising to see that workload. But that's what it needs to be. Like, Joe Mixon is this good. 
So if you're uh, if you're out there listening, Marvin Lewis, make sure you continue to get Joe Mason. And do want to give you this: the Raiders yesterday uh, defeated Pittsburgh uh, in, a, in a big surprise. I mentioned Ben Roethlisberger and I mentioned Juju Smith-Schuster. How awesome they were, despite Ben missing in the third quarter. Uh, but the Ravens Raiders after that win decided to make a personnel change. A General manager changed. Reggie McKenzie officially out mm. as the general manager in Oakland. He was fired. He was given the opportunity to stay the rest of the season. He said, absolutely not. John Gruden, clearly cleaning house uh, in Oakland. Yeah, it's pretty weird, too, because you kind of force his hand into making all those moves anyway. I mean, I'm sure John Gruden's the one that's, like, pulling the strings behind everything. Yeah, absolutely. He's basically, like, acting GM and, and, and coach for this team. Yep. So, I mean, all right, that makes sense. Uh, just from a, a personnel perspective of what on, we saw on the field yesterday— Doug Martin, what do you know, Greg? Touchdown in three straight games. Uh, still only 16 carries for 32 yards. He's in your flex discussion. Jared Cook, man, back-to-back games, over 100 yards receiving. He's one of these, you know, tight ends every single week where you just kind of set it and forget it. Well, this is the, cra- this is the crazy thing. Jared Cook. In a flex where I won, I you know, only, really, started two tight ends. I've been doing it for the last four weeks. It's been Jared Cook and George Kittle who have been awesome. Like, I know it's like a crazy thing to do, but I've been doing it. It worked. George Kittle over Jalen Samuels yesterday, by the way. George Kittle over Jalen Samuels. That's right, you're absolutely right. Jalen Samuels had a perfect game in a PPR league. Yeah, he did. He did fine. That's exactly, what you were looking for. Got, got vultured on the touchdown. He did, and that was pretty much all Stephen Ridley did. He had five carries. I for saw that yards. tweet. That was amazing. And a touchdown. But Jalen Samuels, uh, eleven carries, twenty-eight yards, only two point five y- uh, yards per carry. But targeted seven times, seven receptions, sixty-four yards, and he was on the field for eighty percent of the snaps. And I know Adam Schefter already tweeted that it would surprise him. And from what he's heard, some rumblings around Pittsburgh if James Conner played next week. So make sure you hang on to those guys as well. Jalen Samuels, 80% of the snaps. And, oh, and they face the Patriots next week. So that's, that's going to be a shootout game. Now, I, I do want to mention before we, I forget, with the Cowboys and Eagles, we talked about the Cowboys a lot. I got to mention the Eagles. We had a discussion all week about Golden Tate and his role, pretty non-existent. He took a backseat, backseat to Alshon Jeffrey. And then when it came to the running game with Josh Adams, who had 20 carries in back-to-back weeks. Now, he got a couple of carries, but a far cry from the 20. The, the fact is he's a zero in the passing game, which we knew, and that it was almost like highlighted yesterday. With the Eagles struggling to do anything on the ground, trying to be in comeback mode, he was useless, and unfortunately, he had one long run, and, and that was it. He was did not was not targeted, did not catch a pass. It was more all Darren Sproles, and unfortunately, because Darren Sproles and they went in a bit of a hurry up in the red zone, Darren Sproles gets a touchdown from the five yard line, and it was just very very frustrating. So you need to have the right matchup with Josh Adams. They face the Rams on Sunday Night Football this week. Is that going to be the right matchup? Probably yeah, not. It's tough to say because Jordan Howard just rushed 19 times for 100 yards. But that was against a, the Rams. But that they was were a game with the lead. It was very different. Yeah. So we're, we get into the, we get into this with a lot of running back situations where you need to try and predict game script. And you know, if you could predict game script, then God bless you. You should be betting. You should you should have won a million dollars by now because trying to predict game script in the NFL on a week to week basis is nearly impossible. So on paper, what it, what it's going to look like is, oh yeah, of course the Eagles are. Traveling to the West Coast, they're fi- they're facing a Rams team that just got embarrassed in Sunday Night Football against the Bears. They're going to be playing from behind, and if that's the case, you know I'll go as far as to say that Darren Sproles might be a borderline flex. He's now scored a touchdown in two straight games. Yep. He's the one who's being used in the pass game, as you mentioned, when they're running that hurry up and they just need a running back on the field and a scatter back. It's it's Darren Sproles in games where they're playing with a lead or you know closer competitive games. They're grinding out the clock or something. Yeah, Josh Adams is going to be the guy. And, you know, I didn't love him coming into this matchup either because the no, Cowboys not. have been great against the run. He was more so a flex option, whereas the past couple of weeks he was more in, a, 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 in the RB2 discussion. But 
Yeah, Josh Adams going up against the Rams, it's not going to look like a favorable game script in that match. So you'll do what you have to do uh, in that one. When we come back here on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Andrew Luck and the Colts break the Texans' nine-game winning streak. Green Bay wins with a different starter at running back. And we'll talk more about what Baker Mayfield did and Kenny and Drake. Stick around. More on the way from your Fantasy Best Friends Forever right after this. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Back with you, Fantasy Best Friends Forever, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you'd like to wager on sports or never have and want to try, head on over to BetDSI, where they have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your DFS skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Being of politics, Randy Levine. In the mix to be the chief of staff for the Donald Trump. What's going on, Greg? No idea. It's like every team that I root for somehow has a part. Like, you know, Woody Johnson. Woody Johnson's the ambassador of the UK. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, what's going on, dude? You can get an edge with live betting at BetTSI where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. There are so many ways that you can make money. When you use the promo code FNTSY18 when you sign up, you'll get a 100% bonus deposit match. Once you've opened up your account, go to DailyRoto.com, click on Contact Us, and send us your BetDSI username. We'll give you one month of Daily Roto access totally, totally free. That's access to all of our sports, tools, and optimizers. Not our sports, just the sports. Head on over and open your account at BetDSI. That's promo code FNTSY18 to get your 100% bonus deposit match and one month free membership at DailyRoto.com. BetDSI.com. The promo code is FNTSY18. Cool. Let's open the phone lines now at 844-843-6879. We'll continue recapping the games. We want to hear your horror stories for sure, so get them in there. Justin from Salem, either you or your oh, wife, yeah. we, we got to get know called. what happened. So. We, need to, we need to know what happened, yeah. for sure. So that's definitely going to happen. Greg, every week we get touchdown vultures, but didn't it seem like yesterday there were just more than like the usual touchdown vultures? Like, James Devlin scored another touchdown yesterday, and admittedly, you know, I was talking up Sony Michelle all week last week. He had 20 carries. But if he gets that touchdown, like, it's a totally different day for Sony Michelle. James Devlin scored a touchdown. Steven Ridley, you already mentioned, five carries for four yards and a touchdown. Trenton Cannon of the New York Jets, my New York Jets. Alfred Blue scored a touchdown. Damian Williams, two touchdowns. Zach Zenner, a touchdown. Kenneth Dixon stole a touchdown from Gus Edwards. And Brandon Bolden. How can we forget Brandon Bolden? Everyone, start of the week, Brandon Bolden. Revenge two game. Two rushing attempts. Two touchdowns. 60 yards, two touchdowns. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who was annoyed by that. Right. All, all of us Kenyon Drake owners. The Kenyon Drake thing is interesting, though, because yeah. like, while <laughs> I still want to be mad at Adam Gase for not using him, uh-huh. like, Kenyon Drake just provided one of the most awesome moments. And I'll go as far, and I haven't watched like every game in NFL history. That was one of the most memorable regular season moments in NFL history. And I know it's kind of going viral right now where yep. you can watch the video with like the Titanic song. Like, All that they do stuff. that for everything, but 
That was an awesome play from Kenyon Drake. Awesome for some, not so awesome for others. We got we got the mailman in the in the YouTube chat telling us how he was crushed by Kenyon Drake. I still don't know why he's not used more. Like, there's no other reason. But you know what? Frank Gore was great Frank yesterday. Gore ran well. Like, that's the craziest part. Frank Gore ran well. So I can't crush it. And then Brandon Bolden randomly gets two rushing attempts, and he scores two touchdowns Brutal. on both of them. So Brutal. What, like, how can I make a case for Kenyon Drake? He's been great all season long. but he finds the end zone. That's why. He still has the most, uh, the most touchdowns among uh, Dolphins running backs. I, Frank Gore still hasn't scored a rushing touchdown all season long, so. Well, he's been great. I mean, Kenyon Drake is the is the money maker, one might say. All right, all right, indeed. By the way, we crushed Tom Brady on here. Brady, highest amount of passing, uh, highest amount of passing yards he had all season long. Came yesterday, three touchdowns. He was very good yesterday, Frankie. Yeah, he was the QB one overall. You know, who QB two is Greg. That would be Dak Prescott. You know, who QB three is. I'll give you one guess. One guess only. Nick Mullins. Um, no, he was. Not even close. He was QB 16. Was Andrew Luck? No. Baker, it was Baker Mayfield? Josh Johnson. I knew that. In four-point passing. I knew touchdowns. that. The other start of the week, if you had Josh Johnson and Brandon Bolden in your lineup, you're likely moving on to the next round of the fantasy football playoffs. This is just what we talk about, right? Like, Josh Johnson comes in of relief of Mark Sanchez and randomly 45 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, throws for a touchdown as well. I know you mentioned Andrew Luck, Greg, and a lot of people were freaking out in that first quarter, first half-ish for Andrew Luck but still ends up with nearly 400 yards and two touchdowns. And on top of that, T.Y. Hilton, who was questionable for the game yesterday, as I mentioned on Friday, crushes the Texans. Whenever you see T.Y. Hilton going up against the Texans, put him in your DFS lineup, please. It's crazy. Nine for 199, had a phenomenal game yesterday. Yes, he did. He was absolutely brilliant yesterday. Uh, In that one, as I said, the nine-game winning streak snapped for Houston. And Indianapolis, after getting shellacked by the Jaguars in Jacksonville, wake up. Uh, in a major way, had really nice adjustments by Frank Reich at halftime, and they got the job done uh, in a big division matchup against Houston. So it was really, really good uh, by them. Yeah, the AFC wild card is just all over the place right now. All over the place. You got the Ravens who are right there. You got the Colts now who the are Dolphins. Six, the Dolphins, Dolphins control their own destiny. And I've said this. I'm going to stand by this. And Look, if you're a Miami fan, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to offend you, piss you off, anything. I don't think the Miami Dolphins are very good. They're not. But they've done enough to win games this year. It's crazy. They have, you know, they've they've played just enough defense here. They've played. They've made huge plays all season long. You can't forget when they faced Chicago in Miami. Albert Wilson, you know, just torching everybody and going to the house. It seems like every single week, you know, the Brandon Bolden touchdowns, the miracle from Kenyon Drake. It's it's been one of those seasons for Miami where every single thing when they need something to go right, when they need a big play, when they need a, like a random defensive stop. Miami has been there to do it. But then on the flip side, you know, I've watched a lot of Miami as a Jets fan. You know, you see the games between the Bills as well. It seems like they've been able to lose every game too. Like the Bills could have beat the Dolphins last week. Yep. The Jets played competitive games in both their matchups against the Dolphins. Like, it's just very weird. I, I don't think the Dolphins are very good, but hey, here we are. Uh, it's, it's about to be week 15 and they're 7-6 and six right in the mix for the, the AFC wildcard. They very much are. It's, it's really remarkable. The entire AFC is really interesting with the Patriots losing yesterday, the Chiefs in this battle yesterday. Uh, we thought we knew. And, of course, 14 weeks later, we don't know anything. Patrick Mahomes just took over the uh, MVP race. One I think so, break. too. Big spot, on for, back. big spot for him on Thursday night in an ISO game, as I believe it was Evan Silva that said it. Um, no, I think it was Jason McIntyre. But it's an ISO game. Everybody's watching. Mahomes got to come up big on Thursday night. If they think he does, he secures an MVP vote. And how, how can you doubt him at this point? Agreed. Especially against the Ravens. It's not just what Spencer Ware did yesterday. It's what Patrick Mahomes did. 
obviously crunch time, crushed us in a matchup against Matt Modica. Shout out to Matt Modica, who, who ran over the BFFs. Thankfully, uh, you know, thanks in large part to... Ran over, ran back, ran yeah. over, ran back. Thanks in large part to Derrick Henry, Henry, obviously, putting up... Did we have won with that Derrick Henry? Yeah, right? What? If Derrick Henry had, like, a normal game, would we have won? I think we ended up losing by, like, 25 or something. So you could give Derrick Henry 20 points, we still win. Yeah. That's, uh, that's probably the case. You know, the two highest-scoring PPR games by skill position players this week were the highest-scoring ones all season long. We lost a lot of more than that. Between, did we? It was 30-something? 32. Yeah, he had the Bears defense, so. I mean, I, sure, I shut the, I, shut I, I X yeah, off yeah. that tab after a so, while. So once I got Because we had Robert Woods, we had Josh Reynolds, we had Antonio yeah. Brown, so, like, I was like, all right, well. It's, it's funny that after, after Golden Tate's game, we're like, nice shot, BFFs, Josh Reynolds! And it, it worked. <laughs> um, but not as well as we would have hoped. Like, we put up a mediocre, it was a mediocre game. Cam really crushed us yesterday. And, and then um, we have Dak on the bench, but, I mean, who's starting Dak over noon? We, we weren't you doing that. You can't crush yourself for that we one. We weren't doing that. We had, we had a huge... Kicker dilemma as well. Oh, if, it makes, if, it makes you really. feel, if it makes you feel better, we would have started Dak. We still would have lost. Yeah. Didn't we have Maher on the bench? Yeah, we had Maher on the bench. Like 14, 15, 14, yeah. And You're the kicker whisperer. Fairbairn had three. You're the kicker guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you crushed it with kickers this year, but, yeah. you know, we got, we got unlucky. <laughs> the Bears even put up 21 against us. Derrick Henry, 47. Like, that sucks. What are you going to do? Ultimately, what are uh, you going to do? Um, as we mentioned, Aaron Jones did not start this game for Green Bay yesterday. They ran over Atlanta, and I felt like Red Zone didn't really show enough of this game, to be honest with you. I felt like I barely saw any of it. Um, but the Packers whooped the Falcons, evidently. But Jamal it, Williams it was a blowout from early on in the game. Okay. You know, and I, I, I kind of liked Calvin Ridley in this matchup, too. I had a high-end wide receiver Disaster, man. This is another process over results, because if you look at the pass catchers for Atlanta, they did well. Like, Justin Hardy randomly got in the end zone. Julio Jones had a monster game, over 100 yards and two touchdowns. You're telling me some of that couldn't go Calvin Ridley's way? I, I think that he was in a good spot. But just talking about um, the Green Bay running backs here, Aaron Jones back over 60% of the snaps here last week. Part of the reason, I'm sure, Mike McCarthy was fired. Only 51% of the snaps. And then the gall of Joe Philbin yesterday to start... Jamal Williams and play him on the entire first series between Aaron Jones and Kenyon Drake. Like, what have they done to their respective coaching staffs? You I know, just, what more do you need to see from Aaron Jones? Like, I know he still ended up with a, a great game, but you had some fantasy owners ripping their hair out because the first half of that game, Aaron Jones did not do anything. So he had to have that big second half, which he ultimately did. So, you know, I'm kind of complaining for no reason, but. He had, it's like, he had, why did he not start? Like, why does Jamal Williams start for this team and play the first series? I, like, so, why? So I'm thinking that it was because Aaron Rodgers been hit too much, and basically Joe Philbin was like, see, I'm protecting you, bud. I got you, man. I had a Packers fan tweet at me yesterday and said, look, this is what they do. Uh, they, they start Jamal Williams, and then they let Aaron Jones, you know, slowly warm up into the game, and then after Aaron Jones had the big game, he tweeted me afterwards and said, so you told you so, this is what the Packers like to do. I'm like, all right, well, if you're, if you're happy about, you know, not starting your best players at, you know, at their respective positions, then all the power to you. But I just don't really see the logic in, you know, oh, we need to get Aaron Jones warmed up into the game slowly. We have to start. Like, no. We're not, like, just play your best players, no? Are you your think best so? players at the you, NFL you, level? You'd think so. And the Calvin really thing is really frustrating to me. I mean, that killed me yesterday, obviously. I'm up yeah. four points. And, and all the other Falcons pass catchers performed well in this matchup. Not Austin Hooper, unfortunately. But. No. Not uh, a lot of people depending on Austin Hooper. 844-843-6879. Is there anything else before I get to the phones, Frankie, that you want, want to make sure you hit on here? No, I think we hit on a, a lot we of the big stuff. Yeah. The, uh, 
running. I really want to talk about the waiver wire running backs and snaps. Well, the only, the, the only one, Gus Edwards and the, the only one we did it before we got the phone lines. I want to do this. We didn't mention Jeff Wilson yet yesterday. Okay. And Jeffrey Wilson, 23 carries for 90 yards yesterday. Had a catch for six. 20, 24 total touches. So it wasn't it wasn't as great as last week, but. The important thing was the domination in the backfield. He had 23 carries. Alfred Morris had two. That's all you really need to know. Matt Breed is not out there yesterday. Not out there next week, rather. Jeff Wilson goes right back in the lineup. Yeah, absolutely. Back-to-back games, at least 23 touches, and they faced the Seattle Seahawks. That was the team that um, Jeff Wilson did everything that he just did last week against them when he had nine targets and eight receptions and you know, over 120 total yards. He had a great game against Seattle, so uh, he's going to face them again next week. Uh, we'll have to see what happens with Matt Breida. I'd be surprised if Matt Breida plays again this season, just being honest. Um, I think he's part of the future there with him and Jarek McKinnon. I don't really, you know, the 49ers aren't playing for much this year. Um, I'd be surprised. I think Jeff Wilson, especially uh, with no Matt Breida, he's going to be an RB2 again next week. All righty. With that, we're going to sign off of YouTube. We're going to take your calls. The rest of the program, the Fantasy Frenzy, is up next. Corey Parson back in the saddle. He's woken up from his slumber. You saw him yesterday uh, on the shows, on Live Lock Live, and, of course, on Fantasy Football Now, uh, Fantasy Football Live. He was here. We woke him up, and now he can do his show again. There you go. There you go. Corey, Chris, and Jim uh, will have you covered. Uh, Coming up next, if you're listening to the podcast, like, subscribe, rate us five stars, please, and leave a comment. And if you're listening live on the radio, we take your calls the rest of the program. So let's start with that right now, Frank, at 844-843-6879. And we begin with Tariq in Jersey. What's up, Tariq? Hey, what's up? What's going on, man? Hey, man. um, I'm winning by 30 right now. I'm playing uh, Russell Wilson tonight. I have Dalvin Cook. I know I'm winning. It's the first, uh, the first round of the playoffs. But I'm just asking about the next week. I know I'm winning tonight. I'm playing next week. I'm playing uh, Odell, Melvin Gordon, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. What do you guys think? I'm winning. You're up by 30 tonight. You have Dalvin Cook. You're going up against yeah. Russell Wilson. I, I feel I feel, I feel confident. About I feel confident. Uh, we'll give you a definitely ninety percent chance of winning. And when it comes to next week, I mean, you just said I'm going to have Melvin Gordon. I'm going to have Odell Beckham. I mean, that's not a no, lot no. I'm facing. Sorry, right sorry, sorry. I, I didn't word that correctly. Sorry. All right. I'm facing Melvin Gordon, OBJ. I, okay. I doubt. I don't know who's playing or not. But on my team, I've Mahomes, Lindsey, Ty Hilton, Trey Burton. And then my my team is just horrible. Trey Burns sucks too, but yeah, I have Jordy Nelson, Curtis Daniel, and uh, I don't really have that much depth right now. It's it's really bad. Yeah, look, you have Mahomes, so I think as long as you have Patrick Mahomes, I mean, you'll have a fighter's chance. No doubt about it. Been awesome. Uh, you have to do something at the tight end position. You just can't continue to 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 trot Trey yeah. Burton out there and just expect. Uh, something different happened. That's the definition of insanity, Greg. Indeed. Waiting for different results. Look from at you. Free Look at you. And uh, I, you know, I think Ian Thomas is going to be a popular pickup this week. Uh, he just had the you know nine reception. Uh, was it eight or nine receptions in seventy-seven yards? Good matchup against the Browns. Uh, but I liked I liked that he was used, and I believe he sh- he could have caught a touchdown yesterday as well. So Ian Thomas is a name that I'm looking at. Um, I think he got a dump trade burden, but good luck in your next match. Your next matchup. All right, let's All right go thank you. Back to the phones we go at 844-843-6879. Stan in D.C., you're up next. What's up, Stan? How you doing? How y'all doing today? Doing great, man. What's up? I got, like, two questions, actually. Uh, I'm in the playoffs right now, standard league. I got Dalvin Cook, but I'm down 95 to 116. What y'all think? Standard league? 
95 to 116. Yeah. 21 points. Uh, a lot. It's a lot of points in standard. A lot, man. A lot yeah. of points. And, and Dalvin Cook isn't even a guy that's been scoring touchdowns. Uh, we saw his his pass game usage go up last week. He saw a career high in targets and receptions. But I will say we just saw Jeff Wilson have a pretty big game against uh, against Seattle. I don't want to get your hopes up, to be honest. Uh, I, I don't think you have a good chance of winning. But the way that the Seahawks have been giving up fantasy production to running backs, I'm not going to say it's impossible. You have a chance. Is it a good chance? Probably not. Okay, thank you. You got it. And, uh, one more question. Yeah. One more question. Yeah. Uh, going into uh, the playoffs next week for the next two weeks, I have one uh, flex spot open in a full PPR. Who should I go with? Uh, Fitzgerald, Josh Reynolds, Curtis Samuels, or Golden Tate? Not, we can't answer that yet. Yeah. We can't answer that. <laughs> I haven't even you. looked at it's, the week 15 week, thir- week 14's not over. <laughs> Come Dude, on. Uh, Guarantee, if you call back Wednesday or Thursday, we will 100% I will answer your will 1,000% answer that question on Thursday. Yes. We got you, man. Uh, so, so y'all don't plan that for our head? No! <laughs> I don't even plan on wearing on Thursday. Much less I'm putting my lineup. No, I mean, when in terms of, like, waiver wire, like, yeah, you can start to look at matchups. Sure. But in terms of, like, planning out your lineup for the week in advance when it's still Monday, I, I never do. All right. Uh, 844-843-6879. Steven in Massachusetts. You're up next. What's up, Steve? Steven? I have uh, Diggs left. Yep. What's up, man? What was your question? Uh, uh, so I had Diggs left down 11. I had to able to pull it off. My question is, uh, uh, Kenneth Dixon, are you guys interested? Are you guys buying into him? Is, is he someone that you guys want to look at? I know it's Monday, but I fi- want to get your thoughts on he has, that. He has my attention for sure. I think he's getting close to uh, flex discussion. Seriously, great. Well, great. You can get close to flex discussion. There's two, two, two weeks left. In your fantasy football semifinals, are you feeling comfortable putting Kenneth Dixon in there? No way. Absolutely not. Yeah, but if you if you suffered injuries, Greg, I mean, it depends on what you have. No way. Now, if you were able to pick up one of these other waiver wire running backs, yes, I love those guys way more. But you don't know what people are going through right now, Greg, when it comes to their running backs. Will I pick him up and, you know, maybe Gus Edwards gets hurt and then he's like, you're week sure. 16. Like, yeah, he's getting carries right now and he's performing well in those carries. You have a dead roster spot? I'm absolutely interested in Kenneth Dixon. In terms of tonight, uh, eleven. you're down 11. You have Stefan Diggs. Is it PPR? Yep. PPR? Yeah, I think you're good. Down 11 in a PPR? I heard him. I Six heard for him. 60? Should be fine. Should be fine. Um, by the way, Tim Patrick. That's a, that's a name. Tim Patrick, that was the guy. You know, De- Deshaun Hamilton, though. Seven receptions Did and a thing. touchdown yesterday. Did his thing. Cortland Sutton, not the guy. Thumbs down for Cortland Sutton. Frenzy's up next with Corey, Jim, and Ventra. For Frankie Stample, my name is Greg Sussman. Seabass, we hate you tonight. Hopefully, I'm in the semifinals.